McMaster University has over 210,000 alumni living in 140 countries around the world, and they are some of the most amazing people you would ever want to meet. Unconventional will introduce you to some of our alumni who are working to make our world a brighter place in their own unique way. Join me, Karen McQuig, Alumni Director at MAC, as we meet alumni in the arts, cutting edge entrepreneurs, alumni leading the way in health, technology, education, and more, as we learn the moments that their path from MAC became unconventional. In today's episode, I welcome Rachel Wilson-Jeffers, a 2014 graduate who completed her biology and psychology degrees at MAC. She later continued her education at St. George's University of London as she pursued her Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery designations. Studying internationally was never part of the plan as she thought she would study medicine at MAC and settle into suburban life with a mortgage partner, three kids and a dog. But after graduating from MAC, Rachel felt lost because she saw her peers move on to professional and graduate school while she had no acceptances to medical school. Not one to wait around, Rachel embarked on an international work experience that led her to London and eventually medical school. Today, she practices medicine in the UK, has appeared in a television show, and so much more. Joining me from London is Rachel. So Rachel, thank you for joining um, our unconventional podcast today. I'm really looking forward to having a discussion with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's first off tell people where you are. You are not in Canada. Where are you? No, actually, I'm in London in the UK, and I've been here for about five years now. Well, thanks for joining us across the pond, as they say. So let's go <laughs> sort of back in the Wayback Machine to when you were an undergraduate student. And were you a student that had a master plan of how your career path it's, would, would play out and what you were going to do after graduation? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I had this master plan that as soon as I graduated, that I would start medical school and I would got into McMaster because it was the shortest program anyways, just three years. And then, you know, I'd start my residency, get a house in the suburbs and live my life. And so, but, but let's then go to what happened after graduation because you had a little bit of a not, um, your master plan didn't actually play out the way you thought it was when you first graduated. Oh no, definitely not. So um, right before graduation, everybody I knew really had acceptances to professional schools, their master's programs, or PhD programs, and I didn't have any acceptances. Um, I was really down about this. I wanted to do something after I graduate, not just sit on my mom's couch. So I ended up applying to um, actually teach English in a French in a French high school. So during this program called Odyssey, and I just thought I'd take it from there. So um, did you travel a lot or, or not after, after Odyssey or what did you do after Odyssey? Oh yeah. So after Odyssey, I ended up having to move home just for financial reasons. And I thought, okay, now that I got a job, like working at a pharmaceutical company, I worked for shoppers, um, doing kind of like specialty health type things. And I was like, okay, I have a little bit of money now. Why don't I try some traveling? 
because um, I just want to see the world. I ended up traveling to Cyprus um, because one of my friends was actually studying medical school there. And it was at the university that I ended up going to in London, actually. And I just saw he was like studying, following his dreams, but also like surfing, scuba diving, going to the beach. And I was like, wow, I've never actually thought about studying outside of Canada. And maybe this is something I'd want to do. And he could travel a lot. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should move to a place where I could travel a lot. So how how was your um, academic experience um, studying for a doctor in England? Did you have a big transition? Was it like completely different from Canada? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I had been out of school for two years already, so I had forgotten, like I had been so used to just like going to work, coming home, doing my activities, going out on the weekend, completely different. It was like, okay, you go to school and then you study some more and then you study some more, then you study some more. And, um, in the UK, it's like really focused like on clinical skills. So from like day one, when you start into medical school, you need to be like attending your GP placements, going to your hospital placements. So it was like having two, two jobs, really being, being at the university student and studying and going to all my placements, three jobs, actually, uh, was a big transition. So this past year has been one that no one expected the last, you know, 15, 15, I guess 15 months. We say year, but it seemed it's even longer than that. What have you learned about yourself from this experience? I mean, you've been on the front lines in uh, the uh, national health system in, in the UK. Uh, how are you feeling? What have you learned about yourself? Um, do you have hope? I don't know. Fill us in on what the last year and a bit has been for you. Wow. So I actually graduated in the height of COVID. <laughs> so when I was trying to finish up like all my licensing exams, my prescribing exams, there was literally COVID on the front door every single day. Somebody would come in COVID positive and then they would basically they ended up having to stop placements completely for medical students just to keep us safe because we didn't have like as much experience in like the in the hospital. So I basically sought my placements. I graduated university and I went to Canada for five months, which was unreal. It was so nice just seeing my family and I got to get in touch with myself. And I actually feel like I really needed that time to center myself and be happy and be surrounded around family. Because as soon as I came back August, it was like peak number two of COVID here. Um, it was crazy as I learned I am so resilient. Like I learned that I can be on my feet for 15 hours and keep going and keep having energy. But I also learned that like taking a break is so important. I think this year, being on the front lines during COVID, I have really been confronted with a lot of death actually. And it's really made me question like how I feel about that myself and how I feel about life. And I think it's made me really cherish every moment that I have, every moment I have with my family and friends and even spare time because there were so many patients that, you know, unfortunately because of COVID, depending if they had COVID or not, there weren't allowed to meet any visitors mm -hmm. inside the hospital. So people really did spend like their last moments with strangers and it would either just be doctors or nurses or whoever could be around to hold their hand and um, I feel really privileged to get to be part of those moments and 
provide like those last bit of comfort to to different people but I also feel that it's made me in my real life want to like um reach out to more of my family and friends and just tell them that I love them because I, I never know like when it will be my time and if um and I want people to know that you know I love them just in case you know I don't get that opportunity to spend those last moments with them I always think one of the greatest hallmarks of a doctor is um is empathy and I think you're demonstrating right that now like so I'm sure they talk about that in medical school but I guess being confronted with a pandemic sort of accelerated your everything you learned in school and, and on the front lines and you could have never prepared for that I guess but you know yeah. oh yeah oh it's so it's so different I think back to like being in like my placement years of medical school and um, like we're not be spending like, you know, 40, at least 40 hours a week in the hospital. And it was so different compared to like what I'm doing now uh, compared to when we had all the PPE, all the patients, the amount of people, the shifts that we'd be doing. And just like, I had times when, you know, I was on a team of like five people and four of the five people got COVID and it was just me. So uh, yeah, it's, it's unreal, completely different. Well, thank you for, on behalf of everybody. I mean, you know, the doctors and the nurses and everybody who's, who works in healthcare have really, you know, so kept us going as a, as a society. And, and, you know, I'll say thank you to you, even though you're in England. Aww. I feel the love. I feel feel (laughs) the love. (laughs) Um, So what's one piece of advice you wish you knew when you first graduated? Oh, man. One piece of advice I wish I knew is that I think I wish someone had told me that you make plans and God laughs. I think that's my favorite saying now, um, because I think before I graduated, I was like, if you make a plan and you work towards it, you're going to get exactly what you want. And now I've just learned to be so much more flexible. So I don't even mean like you make plans and God laughs in terms of like, you're not going to get what you dreamed of. I mean, if you be flexible, you're going to get so much more than what you dreamed of. I think for me, uh, I just had like kind of, it seemed like really small dreams, actually like small dreams to get into medical school and then just start my life. But now like not only am I a doctor but I've also visited like I think last time I counted it was 41 countries in the world um I've had an opportunity to work for an international music company um I've made friends on almost every continent I've completely just by doing Odyssey for one year I completely have a master of like a whole different language now before it was like I spoke a little bit of French and now I I know I can work in French because I've done that for two years and um, I just say like yeah make your plans but be flexible and be open to God laughing at your plan because sometimes what you imagine is like so much less than what's in front of you or what the universe has for you so you mentioned um music so let's shift gears a little bit so Mm -hmm. you've done you have some acting skills you've you've appeared as a student doctor in 24 hours in a and e and for folks that's not a and e the television network in the states that's i I guess i think it's accidents and emergency with that yeah accidents and emergency yeah so tell us a little bit about uh, your acting debut Oh, well, I mean, I just showed up for a random day of placement and even brush my hair. Nothing had to be there at 730. And when I came in, um, 
but I was just like paired with an anesthetist. I was on a trauma in orthopedics um, type of placement. I didn't really want to go to any more hip surgeries. I thought like, wow, that's so boring. There was a random anesthetist and he was like, guess what? There's just been a huge factory blast. Do you want to come and be part of that? And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So um, at my university, it's actually like one of the major trauma centers in the UK and one of the biggest ones in London. And um, basically they um, film episodes of what actually happens in the A&E, which is kind of like what we call in Canada, the emergency room. So I got to... Um, be part of basically a really unreal surgery. I mean, for the patient, probably wasn't the best for them. But for me, learning experience, it was a, a gentleman, we didn't even know his name, it's John Doe. And um, he had strapnel, which is like metal from a factory in his eyes and his lungs and his stomach all over his arm. And um, it was really cool because it kind of like, we got to do eye surgery, um, abdominal surgery I got to be part of a vascular surgery where they grafted like um, a vein in his leg and made it an artery into his arm plastics and um, for me they're kind of just like oh how does it feel to be a student doctor in this and asking me like little questions in the A&E and like I'm just like in the in the A&E being like oh no I didn't plan for this at all trying to like fix my hair but it, it was great I mean in terms of like um, non-medical stuff like I've always been a person who is like involved in musical theater and being on stage and even when I was at um, McMaster I was part of like so many so many performing groups so it was it was just really nice to kind of like marry between kind of like my um, medical interests also with like this performing arts interests as well. Well, I was going to ask you, so were you involved as a student in the performing arts at McMaster? Because I believe you have a passion for singing as well. I do. So um, for all of my time at McMaster, I was part of the McMaster Gospel Choir. I was part of um, Absolute Pitch, which I think is called The Pitches now. They changed the name as one of the founding members on that. Um, I did air bands when it came to Welcome Week, always tried to perform in that. And outside of that, like um, even for when I was like a a socks, which is like the Society of Off-Campus Students. Mm. I did like a charity uh, fundraiser, which was like a um, a show that I put on um, to raise money for cystic fibrosis. And yeah, so I've always been really passionate about it. I really tried to get involved in performing arts when I was at McMaster as well. So do you sing every day? Does that provide some stress relief and, you know, you know, feeling you know, wellness, mental health, like is singing part of your daily routine? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So I'm like a sing in the, like sing, like with my guitar, sing piano, sing in the shower, sing on the street. All my neighbors know all the songs I like to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be walking around the hospital and singing as well. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what's next for Rachel? Where do you see yourself professionally in five years? Yeah, so I have my contract in the UK for until... August 2022 and I think after that I'll be sitting some exams to 
start medicine in Canada, but I'm not on a jet set back to Canada. I actually really want to go to Australia, which is actually something that like a lot of UK doctors do. So I'm thinking to go to Australia for like 2022, uh, sit on a beach, locum in some hospitals, maybe do some A&E, some general surgery. And I want to travel around. And then maybe, you know, in actually five years, I'll come back to Canada, settle down, have a real job, <laughs> enter a training program. <laughs> well, you know, you're young, so travel the world and experience all those things. So um, one of the things we like to do as we wrap up the podcast episode is ask a few rapid fire questions. So sure. are you ready? Okay, here we go. I'm ready. Favorite memory of McMaster? Oh, has to be like charity ball. Charity ball was my favorite memory, just seeing everybody dressed up and dancing. Yeah, so good. Um, best COVID purchase? Ooh, my best COVID purchase, I'd have to say, is like my diffuser and oils. Oh, those have kept me so calm. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you listening to any podcast you'd recommend or are you reading a book that you'd recommend? Yeah, so I would recommend this book called Cure. I think it's amazing. It's like using um, kind of like mental health, diet, and all these things to actually have like spontaneous healing in the body. It's really cool. And so it's I really cure, recommend like, it. Cure, C -C, like C-U-R-E? C-U-R-E, yeah, yeah, Cure. Okay. Um, what's your idea of personal happiness? Or perfect happiness. Perfect happiness is waking up every day and feeling motivated to actually come out of bed. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah. And one song that best describes your time at McMaster. Oh, I think that song, Happy. Do you know the Happy by Pharrell? I yes. just, every moment of McMaster is, was amazing. I still have all my best friends from there. I still have all these good memories of all my projects. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, Rachel, this has been absolutely terrific to spend a little time to learn about your journey past McMaster and we wish you all the best. I know that eventually you'll be back in Canada, but enjoy your time discovering the world and uh, doing the so important work you do every day um, to help everybody as we get through this pandemic. So on behalf of all of us, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me.